And we're back with the <laughs> final episode of the season for the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. <laughs> A little bit sad and you know, oh, yeah. kind of melancholy. It's just, you know, <laughs> as Dandy Don would say during Monday Night Football, the party's over. <laughs> but it isn't a fantasy football pater podcast without my good friend. He is the curator of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. He's there also as well, giving advice on so many weeks for us each and every episode on Mondays and Fridays, as he has been all season long. Just cannot thank him enough for doing so. It is my good friend, Mr. Tyler Baker. Back after a week hiatus, but right in the middle of the playoffs, and also, in some cases, a championship game at hand for fantasy football players. Hey, it's that time of year, and it and if you made it this this far and, and you're still in the playoffs, uh, pat yourself on the back because that is no easy feat, and it's been rough. There have been a lot of players that got you to this point that have either aren't playing at all or really fallen off. What happened to the Eagles? What happened to Zach Ertz that was <laughs> winning me games so many times this season? So if you made it this far... You're just kind of at the whims of the fantasy gods. What happened to Kittle in the second half? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it made room for Dante Pettis to come on. Now, that's a guy. Now, see, I'm already looking towards next year, and there are some guys that I know that I'm going to draft next year. I know I'm going to draft Alvin Cook because – I think still one of the best players on that team, but with the injuries and everything, he's going to be very under the radar. Dante Pettis is a guy that young guy and you know, that San Francisco offense just isn't real good, but imagine Jimmy Garoppolo coming back and next season, Dante Pettis, he's already such a good route runner and he is running routes the way that veterans are running routes. Dante Pettis is a guy that I'm going to be, be looking for next year. So, you know, not to, ignore what's going on now, but you should always be looking forward to next season. And this is a good time. Teams that maybe have already are already out of the mix. They're starting to play some of those guys to, you know, kind of see what they have in some of these younger guys. So there's still a lot to pay attention to in the NFL right now. I'm just keeping my eye on things right now and eye on players. So actually it is never too soon to start analyzing and taking down the data and, and seeing things on the field because you know what, right around the corner, it's time to start drafting again for another year of fantasy football. That's right. That's right. Well, but this weekend though, it was a really hot and heavy type of weekend a lot of surprises as far as the nfl is concerned but it was just this for most leagues out there it was the start of their fantasy football playoff period and it couldn't come at a more interesting time because there was a lot of things going on this weekend in the nfl that i found very interesting one of the things i found most interesting was that i saw espn and a lot of other sites Yahoo and even more talk about how this was the weekend Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills was gonna break out. He was gonna <laughs> kick some booty on the Jets. He was gonna really do a great job. Sam Darnold was not gonna go ahead and be able to make it through the game. La 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 la. Lo and behold, Josh Allen reverts to form that all season long we've been seeing from the Buffalo Bills. 
Hey, it's a big step up from Nathan Peterman. I don't know. Throwing two interceptions and only completing 18 passes. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One interception for every nine completions. That is well ahead of the pace set by Nathan Peterman. You're right. You're right. You know, this Buffalo team, there's just nothing there for fantasy. I mean, there is nothing. I ended up dropping LaShawn McCoy a couple of weeks ago, and it felt good doing it because I got tired of stressing whether I could play him or not. Uh, yeah, this is a complete skip over team for this season. There's nobody, there's nobody that you're playing. And um, I even picked up the Buffalo defense, I think, in a league or two. You know, hoping to take advantage of the Jets, and it didn't quite work out the way that I'd hoped. But you know, again, looking forward to next season. Elijah McGuire, I like that kid. I think he's, I think he's a great runner. Keeping your eye already on some great things going on, maybe in Buffalo. Who knows? Maybe Nathan Peterman will get a chance somewhere else in the league. No. I'm not holding my hopes on over. I hope so, though, because sure. he's always been he's always been a highlight for us here at the Fantasy Football Painter <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he sets the bar. Uh, he sets the, <laughs> he low, sets the he bar set, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he sets the lowest bar pretty high. I, I don't know. <laughs> but he's always a source of great conversation with us and maybe yeah. a joke here or there. Yeah. Another joke that's actually unfortunate for you, my friend, is the Washington Redskins. Ooh. And my gosh, that sound you heard coming in the first half was people leaving early at Redskins Stadium because they just could not take the uh, beating that dare I say, Eli Manning, who we Ooh. were saying was done with earlier this season, was hey. doing on the Washington Redskins. <laughs> it is bad. In fact, I was listening. I like listening to the local radio station there in D.C. I like to hear those guys call the game uh, uh, Chris Cooley and Sonny Jurgensen. And it was, I don't even think it was the second quarter. And Sonny Jurgensen goes, well, uh, oh, what did he say? Uh, it's going to be easy leaving the parking lot. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was just so bad. It was over for this team when Alex Smith broke his leg. And then, what, two weeks after, Colt McCoy breaks his leg. And now they have a couple quarterbacks there that I think have been there combined a month. <laughs> no, actually actually less because Mark Sanchez was picked up off the street in two yeah. weeks. Yeah. He started the game, basically did another one of those Mark Sanchez maneuvers that hey. he's well known for and Josh Johnson replaced like him and he's been exactly. there a week. Yeah. And, and yeah. you want to know how he knew his teammates names? You want to know how he found them out? No. It was reported on. If you want to check out one of the great articles on Yahoo, he okay. actually found out the names of his fellow players from Madden. He was playing Madden he's in order to, <laughs> to find out exactly, you know, all of his teammates wow. names. So, that tells you right there the issues that are going on with uh, all that's going on in Washington. And unfortunately, this just happens. And, uh, you know, out there that hurts anybody who has Adrian Peterson or anybody yeah. else attached to as far as the Washington Redskins are concerned. Yeah, the NFC East is really, really weird. You have Washington just and, – and even before that, the offensive line in one game, they lost three starters. And it just kept compounding and compounding. And, you know, in the NFL, you have to have depth. You have to have depth to be competitive. And I think Washington had, had okay depth, but you just can't sustain that many injuries. And it's sad because they were 6-3 and three and they were and they were looking really good leading the NFC East. 
And then you have Philadelphia falling apart for different reasons. But Philadelphia is playing terrible. Like, they are playing really bad football. Alshon Jeffrey is not startable. Carson Wentz is not startable. And even Zach Ertz has really fallen off a cliff. And it's Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys have won five straight and are now playing good football, beating good teams, leading the NFC East. And that entire NFC playoff picture, you know the Saints are going. You know the Rams are going. Chicago really looks to have the North. And then you have Dallas that right now is the best team in the East. Seattle is going to win that first playoff spot. But then that second playoff spot, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams, <laughs> nine teams that are that are one game out of that last playoff spot. So it's going to be a brawl. I would have expected Carolina to be in one of those wild card spots, but they've lost five straight. And then you have the New York Giants that are starting to beat teams and they're one game out. And wouldn't it be just like the Giants to scrape into the playoffs and then make a run again? <laughs> what a shock that would be, especially with oh, someone man. who we had written off so long ago. But, you know, they're, they've got a lot of momentum. But talking about Dallas They've got Saquon quick. Barkley is what they've got. <laughs> exactly. And, and also Odell Beckham if he gets his head on straight and, and he yeah. keeps it on straight. Yeah. But I will say this. When it comes to Dallas, uh, I will. It, it just it, this is not the same team that it was at the beginning of the season. They have completely transformed their entire roster. It seems like as far as invigorated it. I don't want to give credit to Jerry Jones, but you might have to because sure. you have my to. goodness, you have yeah. to because of the fact that Amari Cooper has been a godsend for them. Two hundred yards in receiving. Then you've got Ezekiel Elliott. He's still running for a hundred mm-hmm. yards. And then Dak Prescott, who everybody was trashing and down on. I hear still a commercial that's played on Sirius XM all the time about a well-known radio host who's comparing Dak Prescott to Tim Tebow. Funny. I never Mm -hmm. saw Tim Tebow complete 42 passes for 455 yards and three Mm -hmm. touchdowns. Yeah. And I don't remember Tim Tebow having the kind of season Dak Prescott had in his rookie season, much less right now as he's been having a really great run. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. is Dallas, as far as from a fantasy football perspective, the hottest team to go to right now when it comes to fantasy football? No, not as far as it comes to fantasy. You're always going to play Ezekiel Elliott, period. And you and I talked about after the trade for Mari Cooper, with Dallas being under so much pressure because Dallas is just notorious for giving up first round picks for pretty awful receivers. I mean, there's a long history of this happening. And so there was a lot of pressure. And for everything that's wrong with Amari Cooper's game, it's in his head. The guy's a phenomenal athlete, one of the best route runners. I I, I mean, he really knows where to be. And you and I had talked about that of all of the trades that happened, we felt like Amari Cooper was the one that was going to make the best fantasy sense because Dallas was under a lot of pressure to get him involved quickly, to get him assimilated quickly, and to get production out of him quickly because the fan base knows what the history has been there as far as them acquiring what are supposed to be number one receivers. So we knew that Amari Cooper was going to be a part of the game plan, and it's worked out that way. And they have certainly schemed to get him the ball. He's developing a good rapport with Dak Prescott, and it really is changing that offense. But as as far as fantasy, I wouldn't be comfortable starting Dak Prescott 
And even those numbers you talked about, you could look at a couple of those big plays and kind of seeing where the defense kind of let it happen. So, I mean, you're going to start Ezekiel Elliott, of course, every week. Amari Cooper, I think, is a, a pretty comfortable start at this point as a wide receiver, too. But I don't know if I'm ready to go to Dak Prescott and put him in a starting lineup, especially it being the fantasy playoffs. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speed run or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Catch all of our episodes from this past season because this is the final one for this season, and I'm missing already, right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. You want to check it out today on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on over 30 different podcast outlets. My friend, there could be a lot to talk about when it comes to this weekend. I mean, like I said earlier, George Kittle got 200 yards receiving in the first half <laughs> and, and zero in the second. The, <laughs> the Rams pulled up a turkey leg because oh. they just got their behind kicked at yeah. Chicago, which could be good for the Rams in the fact that they're playing – they're going to be playing nothing but home games in the playoffs and thankful that they're probably not having to go ahead and do a return job in Chicago because the same thing could happen again because Chicago's defense may not be as fortunate if they meet in the playoffs in L.A. I mean, there was a lot of other things yeah. we could talk about, including the miracle in Miami as well. Yeah, and this is the point in the season where weather does matter. When I worked for a DFS advisory site, one of the things that I learned that I never really realized is that if you got guys playing in cold weather, and I'm talking cold, I'm talking like below 30, it affects how teams game plan. They're not going to air the ball out. They're going to run the ball. It just, it just really changes the game. And this past Monday night was a really good example of a team from L.A. <laughs> going into Soldier Field in primetime at night. No, thanks. That would be like, you know, the Jags going up or Tampa Bay, you know, one of these teams that that is not used to the cold and you go into Soldier Field at night in December, it's a shock to the system. So you could kind of see that coming. I did not expect for the Rams to <laughs> play that poorly. And, you know, about a month ago, the Rams played the Saints and uh, the Saints beat them. I said, you know what? I don't think the better team won. And then the Rams go into Chicago and lose to Chicago. It's having me question if I still think the Rams are the number one team in the NFC. I, I still think they are, but now's the time where they need to figure out where they're going wrong and they need to fix it. But the Rams, you know, are they the best team in the NFC? I don't know. The Saints are pretty playing pretty good too. The thing is, though, if as it looks right now, the Rams will probably have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, unless that changes. 
We'll talk more at the end of the show as far as our NFC and AFC champions and also your Super Bowl pick and mine as well okay. later on in the program. But I will say this. The Rams losing to Chicago is actually really good for fantasy because about a month ago, I started shopping some of my Rams players because I got scared that they were just too good and that they were going to get to week 16 or 17 and start resting players. So the fact that they lost against Chicago is actually really good for fantasy because I don't think you'll have to worry about Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods or Todd Gurley sitting out games now. That's good. That's good because it will go ahead and be more productive if anybody who has those players, because I think they will bounce back and bounce back strong the next time they hit their own field in the Memorial Coliseum. So looking forward to seeing how they'll shape up. The surprise and miracle of Miami against New England, that shook things up. But hey, what? That Does play that... never works. That play never works. But, but it did it this did. time. It did. And, you know, I've, I've kind of lost my confidence in Adam Gase's ability to, to coach football teams. And one of the things this season that was reinforcing that was, why don't they give Kenyon Drake the ball? Why don't they give this guy the ball? Now, I know he has some flaws in his balance as a runner and the decision making that he makes as a runner, but he's such a good athlete. And, you know, the play that never works at the end of the game and Ken and Drake ended up with the ball. They score a touchdown with no time left, beat New England. I tell you what, I don't want to play New England this week because they just got beat by Miami. And I sure feel bad for Pittsburgh this week. I sure don't want to be the Pittsburgh Steelers having to uh, host the New England Patriots after a loss to the Dolphins. No, I, I agree with you on that. It's going to be a tough matchup. I know there's going to be a lot of passing involved, so people may want to still try to go ahead and, and if they have Roethlisberger, maybe lean to them Yeah, because I know there's going to be a lot of passing in, in the air. I don't think there's going to be much in the way of running, so James Conner might be subdued a little bit as it goes going if forward. If he plays. If he plays, if he plays, because, yeah, right, yeah he's, he's questionable at this point in time. So looking forward to that matchup this weekend along with everything else that's going to make up everything that we're going to be seeing for fantasy football owners this weekend it is playoff round either your mm -hmm. playoff or your championship round is coming up this weekend mm -hmm. so i ask you my friend is there any last minute advice you need to give for the last playoff round or if it's their championship round for all fantasy football owners out there it's been tough, and I can tell you with my leagues, it's been tough because some of the guys that got me here, I'm without. You know, Kareem Hunt is done for the year. Melvin Gordon has missed two weeks now, and Melvin Gordon was an important part of my best fantasy teams. You know, and so <laughs> if you made it this far, some of those guys that, that got you there, the championship teams are the ones that are probably not hit with the injury bug or you don't have guys like Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has just been, has just been terrible. So, you know, at this point in time, it, it would not be surprising to see some teams right now in the playoffs going to the waiver fire and finding starters, especially there in for the Los Angeles chargers. They go into Kansas city this week and Melvin Gordon, he has practiced on a limited basis. Not sure if he's going to play. He's going to be a game time decision. His backup, Austin Eckler, he's most likely not going to play. It's doubtful that he's going to play. He's got a pretty significant neck stinger. So that's going to leave a guy like Justin Jackson, who 
is actually a pretty good runner, but that guy could be starting and getting a lot of work. And I, I know that there's some fantasy teams out there that are going to the waiver wire and picking them up to start them in the fantasy playoffs. And you just don't see that often. So if you have one of those teams where you know some players have either fallen off or they're injured, you're going to have to dig deep on the waiver wire and try to stay competitive because, like I said, there are some teams out there that have gotten lucky, if you want to say, that haven't been bitten with these injury bugs or had their players fall off. So <laughs> this, this is the fantasy playoff. So you work all year to get here, and then you know luck kind of takes over at this point. And I hate to say that fantasy football is luck because I don't think it is. I think it's a series of decisions that you make, you know, but at this point you might have to go to the waiver wire to find a starter. One last thing as far as what we're going to plan out for people out there that are on their last week of either focusing on the playoffs, their second round of the playoffs or their championship game, which either could happen this weekend or next weekend. Mm -hmm. Are there any players that you feel that people out there playing their fantasy football teams should stay away from? Because I'm going to tell you, man, this is somebody we were expecting to break out at some point in time later in the season, and it just never materialized. I keep trying to focus in on him, but he keeps not producing for me, and that's Cam Newton. So I'm going to say people need to stay away from Cam Newton at this point in time. Is there anyone out there that you feel people need to stay away from? Because you already said Zach Ertz. Yeah, and you know, I've been I've been talking about Cam Newton for the for the last couple months. Like, hey, get him on your roster because in the fantasy playoffs, he plays New Orleans this week, and then it's Atlanta, and then it's New Orleans. Now, two months ago, those were some really good matchups, but this team has lost five straight. So I think, Gerald, that we've made some really, really good calls this year. I would not put that one in the good calls. We have yet to see. I, I, I mean, they are still very much in the very much in the playoff hunt. They could turn it around. There are some receivers that are that are starting to really come on there, and a Curtis Samuel and a DJ Moore. But ugh, you don't like what you've seen up until this point, and you certainly don't feel comfortable about starting them. Aaron Rodgers has kind of been fledgling some, but with Mike McCarthy moving on, I would say that he has a lot to play for. So I would expect good things from him. Of course, he's Aaron Rodgers. But as far as guys to avoid, man, you know, I'm, I don't really think I would not get on the trends. You talked about Dak Prescott. I would, I would not be starting Dak Prescott. If you're seeing some good games from some of these guys that you normally wouldn't start, I wouldn't go to him now. Fair enough, fair enough. Because like I said, for me, Cam Newton, I'm, mm, I've tried to tough. bank on him now for several weeks. I've won in my other league without him, and I'm still in the playoff chase right now. But I think I'm going to lean on putting him on the bench for this weekend because I, yeah. his numbers have really not materialized the way I thought they were, at least at the early end of the season, because he was doing pretty good at the beginning. It's just he's faltered in the middle and and even and not been able to regain that form in the latter half of the season. So. I'm telling people maybe he's a stay away at this point in time because it's not materializing the way I thought it would and the way we thought it would at some point in time. So Zach Ertz is someone that you said to stay away from earlier in the program. and That entire Philadelphia offense. I mean, if you're playing DFS, maybe a Dallas Goddard, but 
<laughs> I mean, even even on your season long fantasy, do you really want to put Goddard in? No. <laughs> I mean, just stay stay away from Philadelphia. Period. And in my opinion, if there's anybody out there that wants to go ahead and and suggest something else. Check it out today on the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. Share your thoughts there or send it to us right here at popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. And we'll send it out there on the Facebook group as well. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmos Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. All right, my friend, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about our Fantasy Football Pater Podcast award winners for this year. I it can't, wouldn't be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast finale without them. So I'm going to start off with the best wide receiver this year in fantasy football, according to us. So I'm going to start with you, my friend. Who is the best wide receiver, in your opinion, for fantasy football owners out there? Mm, man, that's tough. Nobody saw Elin coming. I certainly didn't. I think he's a good player. Ah, man, that is really, really tough. You know what? I think I would have to go with either Tyreek Hill. Now, you know, you did have some weeks where he disappeared. Uh, well, not completely disappeared, but just didn't get a lot of volume. But there were a couple of weeks where he absolutely won you your league. Some fantasy players were kind of staying away from him because it, there really seemed to be an embarrassment of riches there in that offense. But this year really showed that he could connect with Patrick Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill is just a transcendent player, in my opinion. And if he's not scoring touchdowns through the air, he's scoring them on punt returns. And I would say Tyreek Hill would probably be my number one go-to guy this year. Now, he didn't lead the league in receiving or anything like that. Michael Thomas had a really good year. Julio Jones, you know, he didn't have the touchdown production, blah, blah, blah. But he had the yardage. He has uh, about 200 yards more than anyone else. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's going to end the season with averaging probably 100 yards a game. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's had an absolutely phenomenal year. But, you know, if you're talking league winner, I just kind of gravitate towards towards Tyreek Hill because not just of what he did in, you know, receptions, yards and touchdowns, but also, you know, getting you an extra special teams touchdown here and there. And if you're in a league that counts return yardage, definitely number one. I agree with you. Tyreek Hill is my choice as well. Although I wish Julio Jones would have been given the opportunity to score more touchdowns because he obviously had a great season, like you said, averaging over 100 yards per game during the fantasy football season. 
But yes, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. And like you said, on a team with an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, he stood out as a wide receiver that really everybody needed to have. And I know a lot of people, like you said, stayed away from him because he didn't always have the most consistent of productions. But there were a couple games where he easily, like you said, again, where he may have just won your league because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just watching him play, he's just so much better than everyone else. <laughs> he's just so much faster. Your thoughts now on the best running back for fantasy football owners out there. There were actually four or five that you could really consider at the top mm-hmm. of the list when it comes to the best running backs. Didn't quite work out the way we thought with the names we thought are different for the most part, but... Be that as it may, there was still a very solid year for running backs on some occasions, although overall the running back position seemed kind of down to me overall this year. Yeah, I mean you have to give you have to get give give credit to Todd Gurley. If you got him, you got him because you spent a number one first round pick on him. <laughs> I mean, he was he was the first player to go in drafts and for good reason. I mean, he's already got 15 touchdowns. He plays on a on a really good offense and and he's just a really good player. My pick would probably be Saquon Barkley because if you did take him, you took him high and that's a really tough place to take a rookie. I know where I drafted him, I was very uneasy about it because you know, any rookie coming into the league, you just don't know. But he has shown to be a very special player. And watching him play football is is he's just one of those guys that is is so strong and so quick. And I think he's the best running back in the NFL right now. Saquon Barkley is. But there were some really, really pleasant surprises like in Philip Lindsay, you know, undrafted. And he came on and really usurped Royce Freeman for the production there. And he played on not a very good offense. Christian McCaffrey, I think, really surprised me in that I expected him to kind of share carries and kind of have his role. No, 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 no. He is the running back there in Carolina. That really surprised me. If you had Christian McCaffrey on your team this year, you're in the playoffs. And uh, the same way with with uh, Saquon Barkley. So those guys really impressed me this year. James Conner did really well in Le'Veon Bell's stead. Adrian Peterson, so good to see a resurgence of him. Now, he did not look like old Adrian Peterson, but he looked good enough to be a viable start. Melvin Gordon had a really, really good year. Great touchdown production. Nick Chubb was a guy that got a chance and has really taken off with it. Looking forward to seeing him play a full season next year. Aaron Jones looks like he's the guy there in Green Bay, you know, and that's probably a force to be reckoning with in the future. But if I had to pick my favorite this year, I think I'd have to go to Saquon Barkley. I think he's just better than every other running back. I'm going to disagree with you. I think it. I'm going to okay. go with the safe pick and Todd Gurley. I think overall production, I think it's going to make him right now the best running back as far as fantasy football for 2018. Although, like you said, on potential, Saquon Barkley looks like he has a ton of it. And going forward, I could easily see him by the end of next year being the number one choice out there for both of us. He could, but, you know, Todd Gurley, 
you have to look at the physical ability, the talent, and then you have to look at the situation. And he's in a much better situation than Saquon Barkley. If the draft was today, I would take Todd Gurley, but I would almost be hoping that I had the number two or number three overall pick so that I could get Saquon Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an indeed. Sounds like an indeed. Well, that leaves us with our last category, and that is best quarterback. Best quarterback out there. I just tell you what. It's pretty much cut and dry, I think, from There's all tens of purposes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was kind of uh, maybe kind of a little bit close. It could have been with, with Jared Goff, but last weekend's performance, I think, sealed the deal for him yeah. as far as maybe being a second-place or third-place quarterback. We both know who the, the best quarterback oh, this year was. Someone. So good. And and you know what is someone that I made a mistake on. I you know when he was throwing interceptions to his own team in practice, and I remember I commented on that. I think on our first episode, as far as him throwing to the defense more than he threw to his own team during practice, I did not see the great signs that were were yet to come. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely wrong on him, but Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the clear cut choice for best quarterback. Yeah, I wish I would have paid more attention. I did get him in some leagues, but I drafted him as a backup. And in looking back, when you have somebody that's been in the league and is as capable as Andy Reid is, for him to let Alex Smith go after Alex Smith's best season for Patrick Mahomes, we probably should have paid a little bit more attention to that. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But nobody saw him coming out and playing as well as 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 he has. Now, he hasn't been perfect, and he's had a couple bad games. But just watching him throw on the run, watching him effortlessly throw a 60-yard pass, and just he, he's just so good. He's just so good. And what's so exciting is that he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better with more time with Andy Reid. And Kansas City has been such a fun team to watch with all of the talent there, it's not going to be as good of a team without Kareem Hunt, without that, you know, really good talent at running back. So next year we'll have to see because Spencer Ware is not Kareem Hunt. So, you know, that's going to be a hurdle that, that they're going to have to overcome. Uh, But in the passing game, I mean, Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends, Tyreek Hill, an absolutely unique player. And then Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that is a that is a really good core of players to build around. But after what he did this season, I mean, he's already thrown 43 touchdowns. And I'm sure that there's going to be more this weekend. He's He really kind of took the league by storm. And I think he earned his spot as far as fantasy football is concerned as the number one quarterback. That leaves us to our MVP which I think might be a repeat of just what we talked about. (laughs) But yes, the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast MVP as chosen by Tyler Baker is... It's got to be Patrick Mahomes because if you got him, you got him late. And that really is the key to building a championship team in fantasy football is spinning that mid-round draft pick on a guy that absolutely skyrockets. That's how you win fantasy football, getting good value out of your early picks, but then finding the guys in the mid and late rounds that are going to 
contribute to your team. I've got one league where you get to keep three keepers and you get to keep them in the round that you drafted them in. And this year I drafted Patrick Mahomes in the 13th round. So next year I'm going to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes in the 13th round. And I'm just super giddy about that. But if you got Mahomes, you, you paid at most a mid round pick for him. And while guys were, you know, chasing Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and all these other guys, if you were savvy enough or lucky enough to get Mahomes, homes in middle rounds, you probably made a really good push this year. Sounds like it. And I'll tell you what, I'm just so glad that a lot of people were able to go ahead and score well with Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations, because he is my choice too for the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast MVP. Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think there was any other even any more close to it. Todd Gurley, maybe Tyreek Hill, maybe, but you know what? At this point in time, with even Drew Brees' his great numbers. Drew Brees with, had a really good year, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers only threw one interception as of this point. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of quarterbacks had some really good seasons, but none better than Patrick Mahomes, who is our Fantasy Football Pater Podcast MVP. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. All right, my friend, it's been a great year. It's been a great season. I just cannot thank you enough for being part of it. But before we head on out, Got to hear your thoughts on what's going to happen in the NFC and AFC because I want to hear your thoughts on who those AFC and NFC champions will be <laughs> and your pick on who ultimately will win the big game, a.k.a., well, you know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, I would like Kansas City a lot more if their running game was intact, uh, but I still think that they're the best team in the AFC you know, not to take anything away from New England, who has been there, done that. New England still has a pretty good team, but they are showing some cracks. I still think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. Maybe the Chargers kind of get sneaky and squeeze in there, but I think it's I think it's going to be Kansas City. Now the NFC is much more muddled. The way that New Orleans is played, they are really hot. They're playing really good football. Uh, we talked about the Rams a little bit earlier. Both of those teams at this point are 11-2. and two. I think that those are the only two teams that you're talking about. Dallas, they've gotten hot. Yeah, okay. Chicago, I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is that good. And Seattle can be kind of sneaky here. Seattle is one of those teams that that really comes on at the end of the season. But again, I don't think they're good enough. So it's really going to come down to New Orleans and Los Angeles Rams. And even though New Orleans beat them early in the season, I think I'm still going to go with the Rams. So if I were to call the Super Bowl now, it would be the Rams and the Chiefs. And I think I would have to pick Sean McVay to outcoach Andy Reid and get the win there in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go a little bit different from you, my friend. Okay. 
In the NFC, it is whoever is going to get the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. I see it right now as New Orleans. Okay. Uh, the only fact because I think they're going to win out as far as get the home field advantage. If LA gets it, I would say it's going to be them. But I have a gut feeling okay. that New Orleans is going to get it. And you know how well New Orleans plays at home. Yeah. So I think they're going to yeah. be able to sneak in and get that done. I like the Chiefs. I like the explosion. I like the offense. But you know what? It looks too good and too promising right now. And we've picked on them as sometimes as far as their home games are concerned because they really don't have home games. They have like <laughs> they'll, they'll have like 16 road games all season long. But mm-hmm. you know what? As far as my payback to them, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Los Angeles Chargers to I sneak like in it. as far as the Super Bowl is concerned because there's no one out there that's given any love to the Chargers, <laughs> even in Los Angeles. I know, I know. I don't, like talk it. To, don't talk to anybody in San Diego about them. They're still like persona non grata. Yeah. They're, they're like Voldemort, you know, he who should, you know, cannot say his name like in Harry Potter. But <laughs> I will say that I think the Los Angeles Chargers, if they're healthy, Melvin Gord's healthy, and I think if they, they can pull together whatever they can as far as on the defensive side of the ball. I think they will have enough to stop Kansas City on that type of situation in the playoffs. They may not fare so well like they haven't before in the regular season but I, against Kansas City, but I think they will go ahead and pull it off in the playoffs because it's very hard for one team to beat another three times in a season. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the L.A. Chargers, okay. again, with no home games, <laughs> I think I they like will go. It. And you know what? I'm going to go all out, and I'm going to think, you know, if it's the Saints and the Chargers for me, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers to win wow. the Super Bowl. Gerald, I can't tell you how much I like that call, man. Well, I'll tell really you, I, I feel part of it's because I feel sorry for them because <laughs> of the fact that they play 16 road games seemingly. Well, and there's a very real possibility of having two Los Angeles teams in the Super Bowl. That's a very real possibility at this point. And it's so awesome that they would be playing it somewhere else than Los Angeles. (laughs) Where's the irony in that one? (laughs) I like that call, man. I like it. And you're right, though, if they do get healthy and if Melvin Gordon comes back and they get Austin Eckler back. And, you know, we were talking about MVPs and, of course, it went to Mahomes. But, you know, because you got him late in the draft, Phillip Rivers is another guy that you got late in the draft. And... He did really well for you this year. So, yeah, I really like that call, man. I like it. Just so funny, the, the you know, when, when everybody looks back as far as Philip Rivers and Drew Brees, and they go, mm-hmm. okay, San Diego shipped at that time, shipped out Drew Brees to New Orleans because they were <laughs> wanted to go ahead and play Philip Rivers. Look how that played out. Probably one of the yeah. best deals for both teams of all time in the NFL. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> win-win. Win-win, indeed. Well, it's been a win-win for us all season long because I've been truly blessed to have you by my side, my friend. You've allowed us to go ahead and put the Fantasy Football Patriot podcast on the entire season. I cannot thank you enough for being on the show as much as you can. I know your your life as far as you being able to be able to move from one side of the country to the other, all of your stuff as far as what's going on in your life has been very hectic, but you've still managed to take the time to be with us on virtually every week and sharing your thoughts on the fantasy football world. And I'm indebted to you for doing so, my friend. Gerald, it was an absolute pleasure. I love your guys' show. 
It's great to be a part of it. And you know what? We've made some good calls this year. I think we've done a really good job in keeping people informed of, of, of how, because every year the league changes and what the league is at the beginning of the season is not what it is in the middle and it's not what it is at the end. And I, and I, I think we've done a good job of keeping people up to speed with what's going on. We've made some really good calls and I'm proud that we give the listeners a little bit of insight into the world of fantasy football. It's been a lot of fun. And from what I've been hearing, it's really helped some people do well this season in fantasy football. So it's been a lot of fun, Gerald. It really has. And I'm hopeful that everything will align correctly as far as all the stars and everything out there, that you and I will be able to do this again next season, just for the fact that we can go ahead and talk about 16 weeks more of Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Oh, man, I hope he's back. If Nathan Peterman's back, we'll definitely have to do it. (laughs) Sounds good, my friend. And of course, we also want to thank you listeners out there that have listened to us through all season long on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Hopefully, you will continue to listen to our shows, the PCC Multiverse on Friday, the Pop Culture Cosmos on Monday, and also our extra shows like the Cosmic Crossfire, Topicocalypse, the Game Source Podcast, and anything extra we throw out there on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. We cannot thank you enough for listening to us. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the show, part of the Pop Culture Cosmos experience as we conclude our season right here at the Fantasy Football. Podcast.